Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burugun campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Well, hello church. Here we are again online, experiencing the impact of a COVID lockdown. And this time with the added tragedy of the terrible bushfires, casting us on the Lord in new ways as we pray and care for the many people affected by the fires and the lockdown. Now, while we've had such a great run here in Perth, the prospect of another COVID outbreak has always been a possibility. Nevertheless, this lockdown came as a shock and a surprise within an hour of the completion of our wonderful Summer Sunday series, which culminated in 11 baptisms, which was just so encouraging for us all. And while I was hoping uh, to be sharing this message with you personally on Sunday, it seemed right uh, to to cancel uh, us meeting together in our auditorium this week, given the likely direction of the current lockdown and the related operational and safety issues. Now, we felt led to begin the year together by listening to the voice of Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount, recorded in Matthew 5 to 7, which we will do. However, following our recent annual staff retreat, it seemed right to do something different this year and provide opportunity in these first two Sundays in February for Nick and me to share with you the things we believe the Lord's been stirring in our hearts uh, as we set out in this new year. We've previously shared these kingdom stirrings with the ministry leaders for their discernment and and then subsequently with the staff team at the retreat, which confirmed the appropriateness to now share with you uh, the church for your discernment. Now I'll share the kingdom stirrings on my heart this week and Nick will share his heart next week. The reason I'm sharing this week will become apparent next week as you see just how the kingdom sharings on both our hearts fit together to provide a fuller picture of what we believe the Lord is doing and saying to us as a church at this time. Now, my intent is not to share our vision and strategic direction, which you already have in a separate document, but to share recent kingdom stirrings on my heart that fit within the overall vision and direction. Uh, so I believe just simply just provides greater clarity and shape uh, from the Lord. Now, I'd like to begin with just a little background to these kingdom stirrings on my heart at this time. Now, when I was uh, on 10 weeks leave, a wonderful time, 10 weeks leave in the latter part of 2020, I just couldn't get away from thinking about and contemplating and reading and reflecting and being challenged by Jesus's voice in his Sermon on the Mount. The Lord was speaking afresh to me about the life of the kingdom of God breaking into the world, the way of life that comes from heaven to earth and is lived out through us, the abundant life we cannot live in our own strength and natural gifting. And uh, I've been moved, actually, by the sheer beauty and attractiveness of the character of the kingdom of God and the voice of Jesus calling me on to change and to go on maturing in him, growing and possessing more of the kingdom as I allow Jesus to rule and reign in my heart. You see, living in the kingdom of God is not simply knowing more about God, 
but living more, living out the character of Jesus, who is the king of the kingdom of God and who is in us by the spirit. Incredible thing. The fullness of God dwells within each one of his people. And our privilege is to go on possessing more of the kingdom that is in us. And what a privilege that really is. And then when I came back from leave in mid-November, four key things happened almost immediately, which continued these kingdom of God stirrings in my heart. Firstly, on the planning board in our staff room for December was a series titled The Coming, culminating in Jesus' arrival at Christmas. Then on the 27th of December, right after Christmas, was my initials, SF, on the board with a question mark and a blank for the sermon title, so maybe a standalone message. Now, given what was stirring in me, it quickly became clear that the sermon title should be God's Kingdom and that Jesus' coming at Christmas was the coming of the kingdom of God on earth with significant implications for us and the world. See, Jesus, when he commenced his earthly ministry, said in Mark chapter 1, the time has come, the kingdom of God has come. Repent and believe the good news. Now, secondly, in the first preaching planning week meeting on my first day back actually after leave, Nick asked if while I was away, was there anything God was speaking to me about that might that we could possibly start 2021 with? And so, yes, there was. The theme of the kingdom of God, the way of life Jesus was speaking about in his Sermon on the Mount, and that life breaking in more and more among us and through us into the world. Then thirdly, the Lord clearly spoke to me from Daniel chapter 2 about the coming of the kingdom of God on earth, which was depicted in a dream as a small rock, which I shared in December. But to briefly recap, in Daniel chapter 2, God gave Nebuchadnezzar, king of the mighty Babylonian empire in the 6th century BC, a dream of a large and awesome statue of a person. And God gave Daniel the interpretation of the dream. And the dream turned out to be a prophetic vision of the history of the world from the 6th century BC to the end of this current age, with each part of the statue representing successive world kingdoms. The head was gold, representing the Babylonian Empire, the chest and arms silver, representing the Persian Empire, the stomach and thighs bronze, representing the Greek Empire, the legs and feet both iron and clay representing the Roman Empire. Then in the dream, a small rock was cut out of a mountain, but not with human hands. And this small rock struck the feet of this large and awesome statue, and the entire statue representing world kingdoms eventually crumbled and was reduced to dust and blown away. The small rock in the dream became a huge mountain and eventually filled the whole earth, overcoming every other kingdom, every other rule and reign. See, Jesus, the King of heaven, was that small rock that would overcome all other kingdoms and eventually fill the whole earth with the kingdom of God. See, Jesus brought the kingdom of God into the world in himself in a new way, in human flesh, redeeming and recreating what was damaged in humanity when
when sin entered in, which we read about in the Genesis account. See, God became one of us in Jesus, the true human person, to rule the world, but his rule and reign would be in and through us as his image bearers, for us to be like him to one another, to be like him to the entire created order. The whole creation will one day be filled with the beauty and magnificence of the kingdom of God. The everlasting kingdom that has no end, no rival, will fill the earth. And then the fourth significant piece of the background story is while I was on leave, I'd been thinking it'd be good to catch up with John Bond, a well-known Church of Christ pastor I'd known over the years. And during my first week back from leave, I walked into Nick's office to chat about something and Nick said, do you think it'd be good for us to catch up with John Bond? Well, uh, I said, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. And so we did meet John and had an amazing Kingdom of God discussion, clarify what was on my heart, which led to us inviting John to come as a guest speaker for a morning at our retreat. He gladly came and what he shared that morning gave further clarity to what the Lord was stirring in my heart, which is encouraging. Now, Daniel 2 gave me the big biblical picture of God's overall plan that through one person, Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God will eventually fill the whole earth. And the Sermon on the Mount gave me the detail of how this would become reality. It would happen day by day through his people, being transformed into the character of the king of the kingdom of God and the multiplying effect of each one of us living out the beautifully attractive life of the kingdom of God in the world. I believe the Lord is stirring my heart about the breaking in of the kingdom of God in new and exciting ways among us. I see change and I see multiplication in fruitfulness. I see in the life of Mount Pleasant Baptist Church a multiplication involving a number of new daughter churches being planted. There's fruit coming out of what the Lord is doing among us with people being empowered and released. I see at the personal level people coming to faith and I see us going on and growing and maturing in Christ in significant ways. I don't know exactly what that will look like apart from a few significant thoughts that I'd like to share. Firstly, the importance of us being open and responsive to the voice of Jesus in order to be changed and to go on and grow in him. See, healthy churches reproduce and spiritually healthy churches are made up of spiritually healthy people. Healthy churches reproduce and healthy people are growing in Christ, which leads to greater fruitfulness at the personal level. They bear the fruit of the Spirit in their unique way, wherever they are. And healthy churches don't only grow in size, but they reproduce, they multiply, they're fruitful. They reach out beyond themselves. They're not simply a holy huddle. And on the day of Pentecost, 2,000 years ago, the church was born. And the church was born to multiply. A 
and fill the earth, beginning in Jerusalem, then Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. The DNA of multiplication was built into the church from the beginning. Multiplication was breathed into the very life of the church by the Spirit. And this kingdom DNA has always been part of Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, where the growing of the kingdom takes precedence over growing our church. This kingdom perspective is deeply embedded in our DNA. Praise God. It's evidenced in many ways and has been over the 60-year history of Mount Pleasant. And even in the more recent years, Graham is a great example in the wider community and on the radio where his primary focus was and is on bringing the kingdom to the people of the city, not people to Mount Pleasant. And likewise, Nick, in his role with various pastors and churches across the city has a kingdom focus, not this mindset of how will this help Mount Pleasant, but this kingdom focus should be the DNA of every church, but it can so easily become about us, about our church and our work for the Lord, which subtly morphs to a culture of empire building and self-importance, which is not the DNA of the kingdom of God. It's like in the natural, the Lord built multiplication into our DNA's embodied people. We read in Genesis that God made us in his image and blessed us that we might be fruitful, multiply in loving families and fill the whole earth and subdue it, that the earth might be filled with the image of God, with the glory and beauty of God. See, God has made us to procreate. We don't create children on our own. Rather, we participate with God in the multiplication of humanity, for he's the source and giver of life to every person. God has given us the physical DNA to multiply, to bear the incredible fruit of children and in partnership with him to amazingly bring new life into the world. And in the spirit, the Lord has built this same multiplication DNA into the church. This fruitfulness that comes from the very seed of Christ, that his beloved bride, the church, might multiply bear children and bear daughter churches and be participants in God filling the earth with the beauty and the glory of his character. Now I recall during our church's 60th anniversary celebration in 2019, the Lord impressing deeply on my heart what he had done in the past with Kerry and recently with Kubi and that he desired to do much, much more of this multiplication through church planting. I remember when we were clearly given the opportunity to replant Kubalup in 2015, the Lord saying to me at the time, follow me in this and I'll do it again and again. Meaning don't follow a particular church planting methodology or idea, but follow me. I will build my church. And Kubi was planted by the Lord out of the DNA here at Mount Pleasant Baptist Church to be nurtured and cared for and supported as a campus to find its, its unique expression and missional intent in the Lord. But not necessarily to be a campus of Mount Pleasant forever. 
the key for any daughter church is being able to fulfil its unique purpose in Christ. And after the 60th anniversary in 2009, the Lord led us uh, to move church planning in our strategic direction document from the bottom of our key initiatives with us saying we're open to church planning to placing church planning at the top of our key uh, strategic initiatives and saying the Lord is desiring us to be both open and intentional about church planting. And I believe the Lord will, through his people here at Mount Pleasant, plant more daughter churches. Not cookie-cutter churches, nor in the spirit of empire building, no, but multiplication of the DNA of this church producing different expressions of the body of Christ in different locations that may or may not bear the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church name, but will bear the name of Jesus wherever they are and be of the same spirit, different expressions of Christ, but the same spirit of the living God. And I believe right now is a Kairos moment for us as a church. The time is right. The time has come to give birth to new things and bear more of the fruit of a healthy church. And this was confirmed for many of us on our staff retreat when John Bond summed up our hearts when he said, I believe our Pleasant Baptist Church is pregnant and ready to give birth. Well, I believe that's a significant word for us, every bit consistent with the kingdom stirrings on my heart before the staff retreat. We have been blessed. Our Pleasant Baptist Church is pregnant and is ready to give birth. And the Lord over the years has blessed us and formed us as a regional church, if you like, or a city-wide church, in the sense that the Lord is drawing a diverse group of people together from across the city for his kingdom purposes. See, Akubi Campus is a daughter church with the missional intent of reaching out in the Kulbub area and uh, in time likewise multiplying. But the Lord has gifted this church with a diverse range of people and giftings from across the nations and across the generations. And our heart is to provide space and opportunity for everyone to be able to exercise their unique giftings and talents for his kingdom purposes, both within the gathered church community and in the city and indeed in the nations, to empower and to release one another into the purposes of God in each of our lives, to realise the potential in each of us, not simply sitting back, but everyone with a part and place to play in the kingdom. See, the Lord has given us much, and so much is expected. Not being engaged in this church for nearly 20 years and on pastoral staff now for nearly nine years, and over the years have stressed the importance of two dimensions of church life. Firstly, the importance of the church gathered together for the building up of one another in the Lord. And the second dimension, the importance of the church dispersed, scattered for the living out of the kingdom of God in the world, impacting our families, our friendships, our workplaces, our professions and our communities for good, that our lives might bear the fruit of God, the fruit of the Spirit of God, wherever we are, whatever setting we're in during the week. 
And we talk about these two dimensions with the picture of this rhythm of inhaling, breathing in and exhaling to breathe out. And I believe that's been happening in significant ways over the years. But I also believe that there is a third dimension the Lord is now clearly speaking to us about, the dimension of church multiplication. The fruit of a healthy church is seen not only in the bearing of fruit in and of itself, but in its reproduction. And one of the marks of a healthy church is that it reproduces. They multiply. They don't just exist for themselves, but understand that they're part of something bigger the Lord is doing in the earth. They have a kingdom of God perspective and don't just hold on to their best, but empower and release people and resources for the good of the kingdom. And I believe the Lord is stirring us right now to go on maturing in Christ, to allow Christ to be more fully formed in us, to go deeper individually, to go deeper together as a church family, for us individually to look more like Christ, and for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church as a whole to look more like Christ's body, all of which can be like watching paint dry. But nevertheless, it starts with us being prepared to follow the promptings of the Lord in our lives. Now, it's important to say that these same kingdom, this same kingdom DNA that enables the church to multiply must be allowed to work within the church as well in our various church ministries. For example, our connect groups. See, connect groups are important microcosms or cells of the church. And so healthy connect groups likewise reproduce and multiply. They don't just exist for themselves, but have inclusive hearts and grow and nurture people and leaders bearing fruit beyond themselves and in the formation of new leaders and new groups. See, multiplication is built into the DNA of connect groups. We can't expect the church to multiply if our connect groups are simply closed, preferred friendship groups and not multiplying. See, there's a space in our lives for close friendships as well as a space for the friends of God and the extension of his kingdom. And I believe Jesus desires to come into your life and my life and the life of the church here at Mount Pleasant in new and exciting ways. I sense we'll witness significant changes in different areas of our personal and church life. And the question is, are we up for it personally and together? You know, it's not surprising at this time that We've been approached since these kingdom stirrings about opportunities to plant churches. And at the same time, it seems Kubi may be at a place where they're ready to be released into a new season. Now, there'll be a cost, and we must count the cost. But let's invest in things that are eternal. What's done in the Lord is absolutely worth it for the joy that's set before us and the beautiful fruit of love in the earth. And so as we see what God is doing, let's get in on it. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labour in vain. And I believe what the Lord is saying and doing among us now comes out of what he has been preparing us for over many years. This is a Kairos moment a doorway opening into a new season of richness, 
I believe we've been called into as a church. These are the things the Lord's been stirring on my heart in these days. I'm not sure what's on your heart, but let's together take hold of the Lord and run with him. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.